Hey everybody, my name is Keith Dotson and I'm a professional fine art photographer based out of the Nashville metro area. I created this podcast as an outlet to share my huge love and deep passion for all things photography and I hope that you'll enjoy it. Be sure to check out my photo book, Unloved and Forgotten, Fine Art Photographs of Abandoned Places on Amazon. In this episode, we rock on with Baron Woolman, the first photographer at Rolling Stone. But first, the news. Another sad loss report from the UK this week. Music photographer Michael Putlin has died at age 72. The Guardian newspaper said that he photographed everyone in his 50-year career from ABBA to Zappa. The Guardian included a really nice selection of his photographs in an article posted on November 20th, 2019 in the Art and Design section. Putlin had the same thing that all the greatest rock photographers had, that's intimate access. His images are captured in unguarded moments in hotel rooms, backstage, and on airplanes. These aren't publicity shots, they're in-the-moment shots. Really great stuff. There's a terrific portrait of Susie Sue published in the article, and it's rich with terrific, gritty Trix film grain, and it's like the film grain is part of the story. If you're in the UK soon, be sure to visit Putland's work on exhibition at the Lucy Bell Gallery in East Sussex through January 16th. Also, the gallery is offering his vintage 8x10 print starting at 350 British pounds, which is a pretty good deal, I think. Also from the UK, there was a report, probably applicable to all artists, I would say, that found that the wealthy, high-profile galleries and artists will continue to flourish while squeezing out rare opportunities for lesser-known galleries and artists, or you could say those who have less available resources. One key point of the report is that artists will need to diversify incomes, which of course is nothing new, and that they can most readily find income through brand collaborations on Instagram, if you can believe this. It's Instagram's world, and we just live in it, folks. Subtitle of the article says it all, quote, Artists will increasingly need multiple income streams and brand collaborations to fund their creative practice in an Instagram-fueled marketplace, a new report says, end quote. You can read about the report in the article, Artists Face Financial Squeeze as Perfect Storm of Market Trends Favors the Elite at artsprofessional.co.uk. And there's an exhibition of color prints scanned from Kodachromes by renowned FSA photographer, Russell Lee at the Redwood Library in Athenaeum in Rhode Island through April 5th, 2020. The show announcement says, Russell Lee, a documentarian's private Kodachromes, a gathering of 67 rare color prints of Lee's private photographs. Lee, of course, is known for his striking black and white photographs taken for the Farm Security Administration during the Great Depression. He was part of that great triad of FSA photographers, along with Dorothea Lang and Walker Evans, so what's really notable here is that these are the personal color prints of images made by Lee. And what struck me is the level of background and detail that the announcement gave regarding the production of the prints, which is something you almost never hear. Kodachrome is known for its vivid color, of course, but it's a transparency film, and getting those colors reproduced onto paper is really a challenge. The Redwoods announcement gives this detail about the prints, and this is a direct quote. Reproducing the saturated colors of Lee's Kodachrome slides in large scale, the exhibition prints were made by Colson from scans produced using an older drum scanner, adjusted using a range of software suites, and printed using an Epson SureColor P800 printer on archival Canson Infinity Baraita photographic paper, widely held to provide the best luster finish for brilliance, tonal range, and detail, end quote. 
The Colson they're referring to there in that passage is J.B. Colson, who's a University of Texas photojournalism professor, uh, and he was a friend of Russell Lee's, apparently. Uh, Russell Lee himself died in 1986. It's unusual to see that level of information regarding uh, how prints are produced, uh, but what's interesting to me is um, I've recently been testing the Canson Infinity Bride Photographic for my own prints, and I can uh, attest to the fact that it is a spectacular paper. It's made in France at a mill that's been making artist paper since the 1800s, and uh, this is not an endorsement or a uh, paid ad for them at all. And finally, the actress Jessica Lang, who's a keen and talented photographer in her own right, has an exhibition of black-and-white photographs at Howard Greenberg in New York City through January 18, 2020. And she's published a book called Highway 61, so be sure to look for that. And now our main topic for this episode, the unique way rock and roll photographer Baron Wallman tells his story. I said a few minutes ago that the late Michael Putlin was a great music photographer because he had access. Baron Woolman, who was Rolling Stone Magazine's first photographer, confirms the value of access in his unique audio website that looks like a record spinning on a turntable. But let me step back a minute and tell you that I recently received the gift of a book called Baron Woolman Presents the Rock and Roll Revolution. This beautifully designed large format photo book features dozens of Woolman's black and white photographs of the greatest rock and roll musicians of the 1960s. Unlike Putland's work, most of these photographs are either concert photographs or band photographs. Access for Woolman primarily meant access to the concert stage, but he was also really friendly with many of the musicians. While the book is interesting and Woolman's images are reproduced in beautiful, grainy glory, the true treasure is the accompanying website, rockonwithbaron.com. On the website, you push a play button and a vinyl record rotates on a turntable as Woolman recounts his experience shooting for Rolling Stone. While it refers page by page to the images in the book, you don't really need the book to enjoy the stories. Woolman credits Bill Graham with giving him the much-needed access to the musicians and allowing him favorable stage positions during shows. In describing a performance portrait of Jimi Hendrix, Woolman said that he kept missing key shots, but eventually realized that musicians repeat musical phrasing during performances and usually repeat the same movements too. And with that understanding, he was able to anticipate and be waiting for a musician's upcoming gestures and expressions. And of course, he reminds us that in 1967, there were no motor drives or autofocus to help nail the shot. And he said that he was thrilled to get two or three good images from a roll of 36 exposure film. Woolman describes discreetly photographing Jimi Hendrix in a Travelodge motel in San Francisco while he was being interviewed by one of Rolling Stone's writers. He said that offstage, Hendrix was so quiet and shy that you'd have to sometimes ask him repeatedly what, what it was that he said. Woolman said that he always used natural light if possible, even if it was just light from a motel window. Interestingly, Woolman said that in the early days of Rolling Stone, he never got paid, but he worked for free in exchange for owning the photographs, which he described as a good investment in retrospect. But since Rolling Stone started out as a low-fi black-and-white publication printed on newsprint, Woolman only ever shot black-and-white photographs. When he was hired by another publication to shoot performance photos of Janis Joplin in color, he found out that she didn't have any upcoming concerts. So she walked over from her house, came to his studio, brought her cassette player with her music on it, and with the intention of lip-syncing to her own songs while he photographed her in color. 
but he said that within minutes, she was giving him a full-blown concert while he photographed her on color film. Anyways, if you're interested in the history of rock and roll, or concert photography, or just photography in general, rockonwithbaron.com is a fun listen even without the book to use as a reference, but of course the book is a great investment too. Woolman narrates the entire story, and it's rare to hear these kinds of anecdotes and backstories and experiences from the mouth of the photographer himself, so I would definitely check it out. And that's it for this week's episode, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. Please subscribe and come back for future episodes. This is Keith Dotson signing off.